Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, welcome to Top Stories, I'm Andy Zaltzman and once again we're going back in bugle time. Today we're going back to November 2016. The world had only just stopped celebrating the return of the Bugle podcast after a slightly longer than planned hiatus and with no John Oliver than it was left reeling by the result of the American election. Hari Kondabolu and I tried to make sense of a world that had allowed the words President and Trump to stand next to each other in the same phrase. Top story this week, and, well, as we have touched on already, it is the 2016 US presidential election, or to give it its now official title, What the Unholy F*** Just Happened. Uh, I don't know quite how you are processing this uh, motherload of electoralism, Hari. Um, I mean, personally, I was trying to watch England play a test match in India, uh, whilst this was unfolding, and for the first time in my life, I found it really quite hard to concentrate on the cricket. I mean, that puts that puts it in context. It was four in the morning, and you know, I, I could barely, I could barely even concentrate on Alistair Cook batting as if he was a hardcore Hillary Clinton fan. It was not an easy morning for Cook. So, what? I mean, you, you mentioned the, the the icy coldness of the streets of of, of Brooklyn. Had you? I mean, had you considered this was? You know, even a, a, a vague possibility. Because every time I thought of it, I thought, no, I know we had Brexit. and But this is, this is as Trump himself said, this is Brexit plus, plus, plus. Surely, 
surely it, America can't can't do do the same. But I mean, what what went wrong? It's been basically an eighteen month viral mutation of democracy that appears to have infected the entire <laughs> entire voting system of America. I mean, first of all, uh, maybe I vaguely imagine this. And what would happen when I went down that path and I imagined the possibility of a President Trump, I thought to myself, Hurry, you just have so much imagination for the day. Why <laughs> waste it on something that will definitely not happen? <laughs> so many people in this country drank the Trump Kool-Aid that I'm wondering <laughs> if that Trump Kool-Aid was mixed into the water supply. Because there's no other logical way that they could vote for this human being. Right. Oh, wait, racism, racism. Oh, right, okay. Ah, that, that, that's, <laughs> I forgot about the racism. The, the election results also give us statistical proof of how racist our country is. We now have the numbers. Right, so um, but it's, it's 47% racist. Is that essentially what you're saying? Oh, wasn't it, uh, it's more like 49%, wasn't it? I don't know, it depends how, how Gary Johnson's fans are fitting into that. <laughs> That's into right. that spectrum, right? Um, I mean, the uh, the extraordinary thing is that, uh, and, and we haven't really fully told our listeners the story. So, for anyone who's missed the news, the winner uh, on Tuesday and new president-elect of the states of America is sp- spoiler alert: the undisputed Beethoven of bigotry, the Michelangelo of misogyny, the Pablo Picasso of parlo- parochial prejudice, the Homer of hate-mongering, the Vincent Van Gogh of the vindictive, the Daniel Defoe of divisive demagoguery, the Shakespeare of shit-stirring. I think I've made the point. Oh, there's another one coming: the Carly Rae Jepsen of crackpot reactionary jive. Jepsen belongs in that list. I, I stand by that. And the amazing thing is, he did everything within his power to make himself as unelectable as possible. He gave a performance of Nadia Comaneci-style perfection in his "How to Do Everything to Lose an Election" routine, but it, it wasn't it wasn't enough. How much of this do you think came down to the fact that the one thing he was unable to do anything about in his admirable quest to do everything not to become president and make himself unelectable was the fact that he was up against Hillary Clinton? That that seemed to be the one. The one obstacle Trump could never fully overcome. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, it was hard for him to lose when Hillary Clinton, uh, you know, is seen as so unlikable. Uh, a lot of that has to do with sexism. Uh, much of that has to do with sexism and also racism of uh, hating Barack Obama for eight years. Um, and I, part of me wonders if there's a percentage of people that don't understand how to vote. Like, do they think they punch out all the holes except the one they want elected? <laughs> Is there maybe, I'm just try, I've been trying to figure out other explanations for this. Or did people just show up and urinate on the ballot and hand it in and people knew that was a Trump vote? Like, how, <laughs> how I don't know how else this could have happened other than, than that. I mean, it just, you know, look, certainly Hillary Clinton's, um, you know, her her record is a bit spotty. And the reason for that is that she's been in politics for for several decades. So that's that what happens a, when you're in politics for several decades. It's a real like, error, bad right? things happen during that time. And I think Trump was able to exploit that as well as a, as well as a very fascinating uh, method of uh, of explaining things to people, which is saying nothing but repeating it over and over and over again until it sticks. 
Right, and this is I mean, this does seem to be the this is my deep concern with this is this appears to be the future of democracy, and we've seen Trump, uh, you know, bragging about sexual assault, but maybe that's that's not going to be enough in future elections. People are going to have to take it further. They're going to be candidates in you know twenty twenty four or twenty twenty eight deliberately leaking footage of themselves saying, "Yeah, I speak to the back of the head. You should have seen his face." <laughs> Oh my God! It's tough, I, tough time I, uh, for America. I'm trying I mean, to come up with words, Andy. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm seeing how this could potentially. I mean, I know you dealt with Brexit, but it almost feels like I would want a Al Murray type figure. I would want somebody who everybody voted for because they thought he was the pub landlord, and then gets elected, and it's like no. It's Oxford-educated Al Murray. <laughs> so you're that, saying you hope Trump is just a character act? That was- <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, that, that, oh, that would be ideal. I would like him to rip off his face on the opening uh, of the inauguration. I want him, <laughs> I want him to rip one. off his face during the inauguration, and I want Andy Kaufman to appear. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, I mean, that would, that would be great for TV ratings. <laughs> just the ripping off the face alone, I think. <laughs> It's still, I still don't fully understand from Hillary Clinton's point of view, and clearly there were, there were some off-puttingly tumescent question marks, not just hovering over her head, but fully roosting in her hair. But it still does not completely explain why, Two, it seems millions and millions and millions of Americans, Hillary Clinton was not so much a viable potential president as... The spawn of Beelzebub, the source of all evil, the de facto Mrs. O. Bin Laden, a card-carrying Campbell who wants to eat your children like a hot dog and charge you for the ketchup, the self-styled woman responsible for the eruption of Mount St. Helens in 1980 and the Wall Street crash of 1929, Lenin's new girlfriend. It's hard hard to that, and I guess that explains why... You know, as they keep saying with democracy, the people have spoken. This is the will of the people. But the thing is, in democracy, when the people speak, it is largely incomprehensible. And looking at the results, <laughs> what the people of America have essentially said is, we very, very, very marginally prefer Hillary, but without any real conviction and in a geographically unhelpful way. So it, that's these are strange times and it is hard to escape the sensation that America what America's essentially done Harry is vote for a Halloween pumpkin <laughs> orange scary hollow on the inside actually, actually that's a bit unfair on the pumpkin Halloween pumpkins do often have at least a flicker of light Andy I'll say that your analysis is very astute but it Thank is you. not making me feel better oh sorry <laughs> I didn't realise that was I didn't realize come to see me as some kind of doctor or shrink <laughs> <laughs> There are are protests now, Uh, the anti-Trump protests in uh, New York and many other many other cities. I don't know if uh, have you you joined in with uh, Lady Gaga and the and and the rest. Well, yesterday um, I was on Madison Avenue around thirty sixth, thirty fifth Street, and I saw the the incredible uh, rally of young people marching in the streets, stopping traffic. I didn't see an end in sight to these young people walking towards the Trump Tower, demanding justice. And it was a beautiful sight. And I saw it and walked in the opposite direction because I had to get to a podcast. <laughs> but I spiritually never left them. My soul was there. Right. And was carried um, 
the whole there is way. A cer- there is a certain irony in these protests. Uh, in this democracy-loving country, people refusing to accept the results of the election. Uh, the results of an election whose results were threatened not to be accepted by the man whose acceptance of those results is now being protested by people not accepting the results. This is democracy really disappearing extremely fast up its own arse. <laughs> Harry, are there any, any positives that you can take from this as, as an American of a non-Trumpian persuasion? Yes, and um, before I just want to tell you the most devastating quote that, that I... Is that okay if I just... The most devastating yeah. quote that I... This show is all about devastating quotes. The quote that hurt me the most was, maybe America is not ready for democracy. Do you know who said that, Andy? Uh, Do you know who said that? Oh, I don't know. The nation of Iraq. The nation of Iraq <laughs> said that. Well, after listening to that, I know exactly what you're thinking. You want to find out what's happened to the world since then? Well, why not listen to a newer episode of The Bugle, available via thebuglepodcast.com and elsewhere on the internet. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth, Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss Lime Bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you, you, you must be so excited. Listen now.